the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, along with my partner Jason Walker here on this Wednesday. You know, hump day, if you will. Jay Powell gave his big speech yesterday. Uh, we got gold higher. We got silver higher. Uh, we got the Dow kind of treading water. Uh, Jay Powell, Jason, still talking about disinflation. But we still got a few more rate hikes to go. I think, yeah, I think that's uh, going to be the case. You know, the, the the crazy jobs number on Friday, and just there's, you know, it's just there's just not enough people losing jobs, right? Yeah, I, I heard Joe Biden last night. He just says the job market is about as, about as good as it could ever be, Joe. So uh, <laughs> I guess I guess we'll have to have some more rate hikes. I, I will say, uh, if you did watch, um, I watched as little as humanly possible uh, with the State of the Union. It's always one of those things that's bothered me forever. It doesn't even matter uh, who the president is. It does. I think it makes it a little worse uh, when we got somebody l- like Joe Biden, who uh, quite honestly, uh, the weakest president since Jimmy Carter, uh, maybe ever, uh, and just if you actually to forget about you know the the partisanship which it makes it just so uh, frustrating right that this this is really uh how bad it, it really is out there but if you listen to it jason it was all spend 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 government 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 i mean that, truly if you really want to know where we're headed this thing is on the express train and i'm going to tell you right now i've been telling you this i've been telling you what the laws are for over what 10 years now as far as dodd frank almost almost 15 years ago we got dodd frank but don't take my word for it today we're going to play some clips uh this you can go out now there's uh, at allamericangold.com uh the the whole clip it's over an hour long we're just going to uh parcel out a few highlights about what banking law is so all of you can understand uh, for those of you uh, that listen to 1360 you'll hear uh, some of the patriot commercials about banking law when you deposit money into the bank it is not yours any longer that's the law you essentially agree to give the money to the bank, loan the money to the bank. You now become what they call an unsecured creditor to the bank. What does that mean, unsecured creditor? Well, see, because this is how much they really care about you. That's why I tell you, never keep more money in the bank than you need to. They are crooks. You're behind everybody. Hey, sorry, uh, we, we lent money or we got debts, uh, to this other company or this other bank. You know what? They're, they're ahead of you. You're essentially last on the list. 
I've also told you about FDIC insurance. It sounds wonderful. Heck, I don't know why they don't say, you know what? If it's so great, this tells you all you need to know. Why don't they say all deposits are insured? Period. Period. It's all insured. It's not but really a deposit don't. anymore, Joe. It's not a deposit. Right? They, they, a long time ago, they took money, which was gold and silver, and they replaced it with currency. Now, with with the, the new Dodd-Frank banking laws, they've taken currency and they turned it into credit. That's that's where we're at, Joe. You're an unsecured creditor, right? It's 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 credit. That's why they can take it because it's no longer currency or money. It's it's credit. So if they need to freeze that credit, they'll they'll freeze it anytime they want, Joe. So I'm sitting there and I tell you, they don't have the money. Don't take my word for it. Like I said, uh, the the show today, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, you're going to learn a lot. You're, some of you will be able to uh, sit there and say, okay, you know what? I can do uh, my, my own research now. I've got somebody other than Joe and Jason telling me uh, what banking law truly is. They're going to talk about Cyprus and what happened there. By the way, Cyprus had FDIC insurance. They did their, their own version of it. But guess what? When it's a true crisis, well, hey, sorry, we're going to have to suspend those rules. And, of course, for us, as all of you know, listen, the FDIC doesn't have anywhere close to the money. Nowhere close. It's not like, hey, you know what? We've got 50 cents on the dollar of the 250. You're talking about $130 billion insured deposit. I'm just talking about the biggest banks in this country, the insured deposit. It's like $10 trillion. I mean, that's how they've got like, like one tenth of one percent. I mean, it, it, it's such a outrageous statement to make. And the realities are, Jason, they know that they can't deliver. But guess what? They took care of that with Dodd Frank to make sure, well, it's a bail in. They don't have to deliver, Joe. They're the, uh, they're the overlords of, of the monetary system. They can print when they need to print. They can, uh, they can, they can, uh, hey, they can take the money, uh, the, the money supply and shrink it if they want. They can up the interest rates. They can lower the interest rates. They have, they have so many abilities that were given to them illegally because it's not constitutional. The Federal Reserve is not constitutional, Joe. And, uh, they're showing us the lengths in which they want control over every aspect of the monetary system. And that means, well, if we really want to control the monetary system, we have to control the people, don't they, Joe? You can't control the monetary system really, if you don't control the people. It really is. Control's the great word. Ultimately, that's exactly what all of this is about. And when you listen to her, she'll even tell you, hey, they're deliberately, we're actually going to play a clip from the FDIC themselves saying we should not tell the public what the real law is. That's coming up next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow's down one hundred and ten. The S and P's down thirty five. The Nasdaq's down one seventy. Uh, gold's up four bucks. Eighteen seventy five. Eighteen seventy six. Silver's up seventeen cents. Twenty two thirty five. This market recap brought to you by our friends at Y Refi. Right, they're not a bank either, by the way. Invest. Yrefi.com, uh, up to 10.25%
guaranteed uh, return. So it doesn't matter what the Fed says. It doesn't matter about the FDIC. None of it matters. Got to have at least 50 grand. Call them up, 888-Y-REFI-24, 888-Y-REFI-24. Again, these clips that we're going to play, we are just taking a, a, a snippet, if you will, you know, probably about... 10, 12 minutes, it's over an hour long. You can go out to allamericangold.com and, and play the entire thing, but we're going to give you just the highlights here. Jack, let's start with the first clip. Michelle Mulfori, and this is Kitco News coming to you from the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. And one of the big themes of this year's conference is how the dollar-denominated monetary order is being challenged in several ways. Accelerating de-dollarization led by the BRIC nations, dollar debasement and devaluation with a potential total collapse of the system, a looming global reset, and central bank digital currencies. And my next guest, Lynette Zhang, has been one of the first to sound the alarm about all of these potential threats. Lynette, very good to have you with us. Oh, Michelle, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Lynette, you have been warning about this since 2009. Yes, yes. And, and Lynette is, of course, you're the chief market analyst at ITM Trading. You have almost 60 years of experience in the financial sector, including as an investment banker with Larson Lehman and American Express. So you've been in the trenches. I have been in the trenches. The challenge, Lynette, is on what of the impending threats we should focus on considering your work is in a word terrifying but very important that we get this information out there i also know that you're warning about how in the near term not to distant future our money in the bank is at risk of being co-opted by the banks in the form of a bail-in as opposed to a bailout before we get into that and again as i say a lot of ground to cover but why don't we start with your major thesis and that is that we have reached the end of the currency cycle. Yes, because what people don't realize is that everything has a life cycle. I am at a different point in my life at 68 than my granddaughter who's about to turn eight. And currencies are no different than that. And there are recognizable patterns that we can see all along the way, but there is not one doubt in my mind. I mean. First of all, officially, there's roughly three cents in purchasing power left out of the currencies, out of the original dollar's worth of purchasing power. So what happens when you get to zero? You have to go negative. They have to take your principal. And haven't they been testing that since 2009? Well, and Lynette, as we discussed earlier, every single global reserve currency has lost its status. Mm -hmm. So it's only a matter of time, unfortunately, before the dollar gets dethroned. Before we break down how this collapse happens, I want to touch on one of the points that you've made recently, and that is that our deposits in the bank are at risk of what you say is a bail-in, which has been sanctioned by the Dodd-Frank Act of 2010, which said no more bailouts. 2008, we had governments bailing out, out the too-big-to-fail banks. Now it's time for the depositors to step in. So break that down for us. Well, you know, for one thing, people have the assumption that when they make a deposit, that's their money. But it's not. 
when you make a deposit, legally, you are loaning your money to the bank. And in 1995, they enacted Regulation D, which legalized and enabled the banks to sweep your deposits into sub-accounts that are in the bank's name and then use that as collateral for loans. And, you know, frankly, most of the revenue that the banks generate right now is trading revenue, according to the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. So that just enabled them to reduce their their uh, reserves and to use your money to gamble with. You don't even realize it because it's invisible. Well, in the post Frank world, like you say, you're not simply a customer or depositor. You're actually legally classified as an unsecured creditor. Exactly. And legally, anyone that carries a balance over $250,000 by law can have the money directly taken from their account without permission to help the bank stay afloat if need be. Correct. Why should we be concerned, though, that that moment could happen sooner rather than later that the banks may need to resort to this? Well, number one, if most of their revenue is generated by trading and not by lending, and remember now, right now, central banks are are raising interest rates to fight the inflation that they cause by their reckless money printing, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, and by the way, even though this says this is prop money, what are the the ones that are issued by the governments? It's garbage. Gold is real money, right? Everything else is just an imitation of it. But what we're seeing in the banking system is as they raise as they raise the interest rates, the system is falling apart because it's really been based upon a never ending compounding of debt. And so the the interest rates have been in a steady decline since the early 80s, and now they're anchored at zero. And central banks, when they tried to raise the rates in 2016, it was a big fat fail into 2019, wasn't it? They tried to raise the rates, and then they couldn't. They dropped them all the way down. Jack, leave it right there. Leave it right there. You guys kind of get the gist. Now, you heard the comment about the 250,000, uh, and she's going to go into length about why that's a, a, a bunch of BS. Jack, let's, let's play the next clip, and this is a clip we're going to actually hear comments from F- FDIC board members wanting to make sure that they actually don't explain. They actually talked about, hey, should we do a better job of explaining to the depositors what the real law is? And, of course, they immediately say, oh, that's a bad idea. Let's play the next clip. Where you actually played a clip from a recent FIDC meeting where members were quite clearly discussing the bail-in And we're going to play this clip because they say that retail investors are going to panic if it's highlighted that their deposits could be used for a bail-in, even though it's quite black and white written there. And so they need to manage the perception of retail bankers. We'll take a listen to the clip. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be, that's, and, and it could be an early warning signal 
to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices, this is uh, similar to what Jay was saying, in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. It would be, I think, an interesting study to look at the evolution of market prices in a situation like March of 2020, for example, and see whether people understood what might happen. I, I might go further than that, Don, because I think that you look at the evolution, I think we have to sit down and talk to long-term debt investors and make sure that they, as a stakeholder group, fully understand bank debt today is not what it was before. It is not principal protected by design. And I think that that, is, that expectation, I like how you started off, Betsy, like it's all about expectation setting. And I think that is, that is absolutely critical. If that doesn't hold, this whole thing doesn't hold. We're dealing with a society where people are getting their information in tweets. There's just no patience, I think, for going through the elaborate and careful planning that has gone on. It should be there. It should be accessible when people need to know. But I don't think you have much hope of, of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I, I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like, my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. So they just assume they're going to pay my claim. Right? It's, it's, I, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do, <laughs> that we want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms represented in this room. There's a bunch of people that will charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public. It's incredible to me that they are so open in this age of the internet. But yes, I mean they're laughing at us. Oh, retail, normal retail clients, they don't need to understand that there's really no money in the FDIC diff fund, which is the deposit insurance fund, and they should be expected to be bailed in. But if you talk to the normal person, do they even know about the bail in? And remember too, in Cyprus, First, they just bailed everything in, and it wasn't until everybody in the rest of the world, but, but what about the deposit insurance scheme, that they backed that out, though people in Cyprus, the normal person in Cyprus, did not have access to their money until 2015, other than a little bit every day. And if you listen, you know, in that clip, they talked about the fact that the institutional investors, the, the sophisticated investors, hey, they have their lawyers here, they have their accountants here, so they'll understand, just like the French and German banks got out before the bail-in, leaving the average person who is just about the right size to fail in the system and bailing in their money. See, and there you go. There you have it, right? Uh, the FDIC has no money. Well, and again, they have some. They, they would have money if the Bank of Schmuckatelli went under. 
They have no money for where all of us have our deposits. Uh, and just like in Cyprus, they had the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you can't have it. You can't have your money. We'll let you know uh, later when you can. And, and the problem for us, Jason, is they've decided willingly that you don't need to know, that it would be a mistake. We we should not let the public know that, that they should just be satisfied that they put the money in the bank and the FDIC is going to be there, and why should we tell them about bail-ins and make them worry that these banks aren't safe? Well, and, and it's not going to be like a movie where uh, there's some event and the banks decide just to shut off everyone's accounts at once. There's going to be different ways of of bailing in, Joe, they can decide with, of course, you know, these these the little new credit scores are coming up with, right, Joe? They can decide who needs the bail-in first, right? They can decide who gets shut off. It, it's, it's happening in China in 2022. These people pick up their cell phone and they got the big red X or whatever it is and saying that their money's shut off. And then they go to the bank and sometimes stand in line for two or three days before they have to answer a whole series of personal questions before they get turned back on. And, and the flow of money sometimes, Joe, they want it to slow down or they want it to speed up, and this gives them that ability to do it, Joe. I mean, let's, let's face it, 87,000 more IRS agents, there's going to be a reason for them, right? It's not going to just be for auditing. They're going to just, they're, they're be determining that, that, who gets shut off. It's just a coincidence. That's just coincidence, Jason. Come on. They, they, they aren't hiring 87,000 IRS agents because exactly what you just said is, hey, we'll decide how much of your money you're going to keep. And, and believe me, if you've got too much in there before we decide, we're going to have a conversation. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. And, and again, we're just highlighting what the law is, what you need to understand. When you sit there and you hear, and, and, and I know you, if you go to All American Gold, when you play the clip, you'll actually see the meeting. You'll see these guys, uh, they're, you know, they got their, you know, the typical pinstripe band, right? They all got their suits on, they're around the conference board, and, and they, they, they've all agreed, hey, there's no need to tell the public and and listen the big investors the important people well they know their lawyers are here today they've got huge staffs they have people that 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 read what's happening you got to remember too uh we've heard from just about every central banker uh by the end of today i think we'll have heard from eight or nine of the 18 central bankers that we got out there and 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 what are they doing they're telling the rich what to do right when they're talking about they don't let you know hey six more weeks we're we're raising interest rates a quarter of a point that's not for us it's not for us. It's for their friends. Did you hear what she said about Cyprus? Oh, isn't it ironic? Right before the bail-in happened, the German and French banks, which were heavily involved, pull all their money out. You think the people of Cyprus knew? Nope. You think we knew? Uh-uh. You think we're going to know when it comes? Not a chance in your life. Jack, I don't, let, let's see if we can, uh, this last clip, let's see if we can sneak it in. So, 
again, in the way the scenario plays out, a bank is under threat because we've got rising interest rates and the, and the bank is failing. What would cause the bank to fail default on, on, on loans, for example? Well, actually, I think what could definitely cause the bank to fail is what we have coming up in June of this year, 2023, which is that transition from LIBOR, that interest rate benchmark that was created in the 80s and is in every single contract out there to in the U.S. it's SOFR, but in different countries there are a few other uh, transitions. And the problem with uh, SOFR, that's the one I can speak to the most because it's the one I'm most familiar with, but I'm sure this is probably pretty accurate for all of them. The interest uh, of the SOFR is different than the interest of the LIBOR. London interbank offer, offer rate, rate. Thank which you. Which was uh, riddled with corruption, with manipulation. It, it's been running for about 40 years and there were a number of issues with that and hence they decided we're going to stop with LIBOR and move on to SOFR. Correct. Uh, in the U.S. it's SOFR. Yeah. Um, but even more than that, I mean, that is a stated rate, which means you had a small group of banks that would get together and say, well, if I was going to borrow money overnight, this is how much I'd be willing to pay. And if I were going to lend you money overnight, this is how much I would want. And that's how that rate was established. So that's pretty darn easy to manipulate the rate. And, and I don't know this for sure, but my guess is if that had not been leaked to the public that it was being manipulated by the Wall Street, then we would still just be on LIBOR. Because never in history, never have they done this large a transition. And the most current data that I saw on that, there are $610 trillion in notional value contracts that still have to transition by June 30th of this year. And when they tested it in October, I think it was 2019, with $80 trillion in contracts, it was a big, fat fail. And you know that because this transition was originally supposed to happen in 2021, and they postponed it to 2023. So why are they doing this transition? Because everybody knows that it's bogus, that the interest rate benchmark is bogus. Uh, LIBOR, and that's been so this big commitment. Restore confidence in bank interest rates? Is, is that why they're pushing to have this changed? Okay. This is just my opinion, okay? I don't have any data or facts to support this. But when you know that you are at the end and you are going to declare bankruptcy and they send you some credit cards in the mail, most people would likely just go out and load up those credit cards knowing that they never intend to pay them. These guys understand currency life cycles better than I do. These they guys know meaning... the central bankers. So they know that they are at the end of the road because Jack, stop they it right there, the... Jack. And, and think about this. Think about what she said. So first of all, LIBOR, remember the financial crisis. We learned afterwards uh, these banks were manipulated. And of course, oh, we're going to fix that. We're going to install confidence. But here's what she likened it to. Hey, this is this is kind of the last 
the last hurrah where they can load up all the credit cards uh, before, Jason, they get ready to file for bankruptcy. And, of course, uh, this new one's supposed to start here in the summer of 2023. Yeah, I heard that. That was the big numbers that she was throwing around. And then she said, uh, with the smaller number that it, it, it failed the test. <laughs> so yeah. And, and think about, you know, 600 and trillion, 610 trillion in derivatives and, and just a tiny, and this is the problem. Just a tiny different rate will push these, uh, a bunch of these banks possibly into insolvency. That's the problem. Right, it may not affect, may may not put J.P. Morgan into insolvency, but why do I have the feeling it would push a lot of these smaller banks to have to be either insolvent or be bought up or or disappear overnight? Right, you understand what's happening? Yeah, yeah, the smaller guys are always uh, weeded out first, Joe, because they, well, so again, all these we're just talking about the Dodd Frank law. It's it's these laws are leveraged for the big players, and the small players get wiped out. It's just it's just a matter of time, you know. It's we we don't have the the freedom of the individual uh, like this when this country was first formed. It's it's all leveraged. It's all you know. As soon as they let one independent uh, corporation in, the Federal Reserve, Joe. It was only a matter of time before you let all their friends in, right? And that's that's what we got in 2023 America. We have a whole bunch of cronies in there deciding how we're going to move the uh, the play the playing pieces on the board. And uh, there's there's no playing piece for the average guy, Joe. You know, like you said, that when this thing happens and when these decisions are made, you know, the big banks, you know, Cyprus. It's a good, it's a great example of what happens. They got all their money out. It's the peanut butter jar thing I talk about all the time. You know, when times are good, they put their peanut butter in there. It's their peanut butter jar. They pull all their stuff out, Joe. They pull all theirs out. And that stuff that's stuck to the side, that's everybody else. And what do they do? They come in with a spatula. They just clean you out. That's that's what Joe's talking about. That's what, that's what that Zang is talking about. They're, they're going to clean as many people out as they can. 800 uh, yesterday I had the, the last day for 20s on sale at 2095. I have 15 left from the allotment that we had bought. You gotta buy all 15. First person calls to buy all 15 20s, 2095. I do have $55 liberties. Now these are the, not the gold eagles, not the one tenth ounce. These are the $5 liberties. 1866 to 1907, uh, you know, a quarter ounce here of pre-1933 U.S. gold at $585. So I have, uh, you gotta buy the, the 1520s that I have left here. I guess I'll do the math for people. Uh, $31,425, uh, get you those 20s, uh, but you gotta buy them all. Other than that, I got $5 liberties at 585. Uh, and again, start making sure you know what the rules are. And Jason, how do you play the game if you don't know the rules? Right? You don't play it very well if you don't know the rules. If the FDIC had a big meeting, let's have a big meeting! And, and guess yep. what we decided? Ah, should they really know the rules? Because they got, if we tell them the rules, they may not want to keep all of their money in the bank. 
Because that would be logical. So, hey, yep. guys, let's not tell them the rules. And we don't have to worry about we didn't tell them with the rich guys. Because the rich guys' lawyers are here in the meeting right now. And they got staffed. They got people that do this for a living. They'll know what the rules are. So let's all agree not to tell anybody, Jason. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, uh, I, I made I made the peanut butter jar uh, analogy on the way out of the from the in the, from the into the break, and, uh, and and Jack was was doing the chat room here and telling me only you would get take a spatula to clean out the peanut butter jar. And Joe, I'm thinking those European banks when they were pulling everything out of Cyprus, I think they were taking a spatula and clearing out the peanut butter jar. I mean, I'm the, Jack's like you're the only one that does that. I was like, oh, there's a lot of people out there that will scrape every bit out of every tube or container or jar, Joe. There's, it's the you, know, you got to you know, make your money go as far as you can, and the bankers are the best at it, Joe. They're they're not going to let anything escape them. Every piece they can get their hands on, they will take, Joe. This, if you're not in a fighting mood for your resources, if you're if you're not fighting and thinking about your money, somebody else will fight and think for your money. That's why, you know, when I sit there, I don't get it. I really don't get it. This is absolute BS. It's it's insulting. And guess what? They know you don't care. She she was making the comment, and I can't believe in the age of the internet. They had this big meeting and, and filmed it and put it out there. Everybody can see it. It's not top secret. And guess what they know? <laughs> they're, they're so, the, the sheeple, uh, they won't know what's coming. And this is why, you know what? We give you the number to my son. Let me give you that number. 602-909-9048. Your IRAs are in this. Your 401ks, your money markets, your Schwab accounts. They all count. They made them all like bank accounts. There's no getting out. By the time you figure out that you need to get out, it's too late. And now, with a simple changing of a few rules. Notice how I said rules. Because Dot Frank's a law. The SEC made some rules. That at any time, that they deem it to be an emergency. Nobody gets to go out. Nobody gets to sell. Nobody gets to go to the sidelines, right? Look at Blackstone. I just saw a flash across the screen. Uh, their real estate portfolio is getting blasted with losses, and people are trying to get their money out, Jason. And guess what Blackstone said? Yeah, no, sorry, not going to happen. You're going to have to take losses. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right, Joe. It's it's, you know, I uh, I was talking to somebody about four hundred one k's recently, and and just for, for every part of four hundred one k's that sounds like it's such a good idea, it's somebody else worrying about your money, isn't it, Joe? I mean, really, let's face it. it you don't need a four hundred one k. You can do all the saving and investing you want, but you've decided the average person who has a four hundred one k that I want somebody else to do that for me because I'm not smart enough, and that's just completely not the case. The average person has plenty of intelligence. If you, if you know how to pay bills and you know how to earn money, you know how to take care of investments. You know how to take care of, of buying some gold and silver and putting that away for your future when you're going to have an emergency or, or some other expense come up, and then you have it sitting there waiting for you. You have money, not, not currency. 
not credit, you have money sitting there so that when you need that money, you can use it. And I just wish, uh, you know, Joe, you, you talked about how, you know, how people and that saying, Hey, people just don't know this stuff. It's like, yeah, cause they, they've, they've been led down the path of watching the, uh, the Emmys with all the, uh, the people wearing the devil horns or they're getting ready to decide who the, who's going to win the Super Bowl this weekend. And they, that's what they do with their spare time, Joe. And I'll tell you right now, yeah, if you work one job, work two jobs, if you're going to put all that time and effort into paying the bills and raising a family, then why aren't you putting some extra effort into the financial future of that money instead of just watching the football game, right, Joe? 800-951-0592. If you're brand new, you know what you need to do. Everybody listening knows that they should put be putting gold and silver away. You got to start with that first phone call. And just tell them, hey, I want the special, right? I want those $5 liberties. Give me those. Let me start with those, $585. Or maybe, hey, I'm going to do something a little bigger. Give me those 1520s uh, at that super uh, good price at 2095 Let me take the, those. It's just that simple. And here's the best part. We don't, we don't have a phone room. We don't make outbound calls. We're not going to bother you. When you're ready to do more business, you need to sell, you need to buy some more, you pick up the phone and call us. We've been doing this, uh, what, we're coming up, what, a year 20, is it year 27 already? Year 27 for Patriot Trading. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. The Dow's down to 50 now. So a little, little worse here. The S&P's down 45. The Nasdaq's down, uh, 200 points. Uh, gold's up three, uh, 1875. Silver's up 18 cents, uh, $22.35. Uh, the U.S. $5 liberties on sale today at $585. Uh, we still have those 1520s. Uh, that, that, that is such a great deal today. Uh, 31425 You gotta buy them all. 2095 And, and really, I like what gold's on. Matter of fact, April gold. So on TV, right now, you'll say, Joe, you're, you're underreporting the gold price. Gold price is 1888 That's the April contract. I'll call that the TV contract. That actually hit $1,900 uh, about 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, you know, they, they like to have a little sell point there. But, Jason, especially with so many people, and, of course, Jay Powell yesterday, the Federal Reserve talking, this was really a strong week for gold, really, when you think about it. I think gold has been very strong for quite a long time. I, I think it's been strong since uh, 2019 uh, before coronavirus came in and caused that emergency. And uh, it, it's just the dollar strength, which is really not strength of the dollar. It's just strength of the dollar versus other currencies. Inflation really is hard on the smaller currencies. I mean, people don't, I think, totally understand that, that if you're the world reserve currency, well, you, you know, everyone's buying and selling in your currencies. It, it's going to float you a little better. The fact that the dollar was so strong in 2022 and then trying to stay strong this year as a clear indication of the inflation destroying the world money system. Uh, you know, if your small currency is not doing good, Joe, what are you going to do? You're going to trade it for, you know, the, the, the common knowledge, the common system. What's something that I would try to stay out of? Hey, I'll better go trade it for some dollars. I better go trade it for a stronger currency. And so the dollar looks like it's very strong, but gold has gone up during that that same time frame. So Joe, by, yeah, by I, the I way, think just gold's to, great. 
Yeah, just a quick update. Uh, Kitco is now revised because I could not find it. Uh, they were saying this is the most central bank buying since 1967. Kitco has put a revision out saying, well, we started keeping records in 1950. This is the largest amount of gold ever bought by central banks. That tells you what you need to know. By the way, China announced uh, they bought more gold again uh, in January. I want to say Croatia now has joined uh, in the gold buying. Uh, but once again, Jason, uh, these countries now not wanting to say that they're, they don't want to declare that they've been buying gold, but the reason why they're doing it, come on, get smart here. The reason why they're doing it is because of, hey, what comes next? These fiat currencies, and you heard it in the clips we were playing. Listen, all fiat goes to zero, and everybody's time at the head of the table is numbered, and we're, we know, listen, digital currency is coming next, which essentially means the Federal Reserve note will be worthless. Right? The euro is going to be worthless. The yen is going to be worthless. Right? The renminbi is going to be worthless. And when those things happen, you don't want to be, to use Jason's analogy, right? You don't want to be the stuck, the, the stuff on the sides of the peanut butter jar. You don't want to be, don't be that person. And the only way really, because they, they put their tentacles into just about everything, the one way you can assure it is by having something not in the system, and that's gold. That's silver. That's what it's for. 800-951-0592. Jason and I, were coming right back with the half-empty cup. It should be a good one there as well. God bless everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.